ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 244th ever show of All Around Sports. Each Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's ahead for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week is my recommendation from last week's appointment viewing. And I'm, of course, referring to the riveting and record-setting British Open Sunday duel between Eventual winner, Henrik Stenson, and Phil Mickelson. It was simply as good as golf gets. Uh, it was virtually a match play. They both had such a big lead. I think they were started the day like six strokes up on everybody, the field, and ended the day uh, up a whole lot more than that over the uh, third-place finishers and, be- and beyond. So uh, the most unbelievable thing about it was it just... Basically, neither player seemed like they hit a bad shot all day long. It was truly historic, record-setting. Henrik Stenson finished a 20-under. He tied Johnny Miller with a 63, which was the... So we tied him for the lowest ever final round in a major. Uh, Kind of ironic, since I covered Oakmont. this this summer, the U.S. Open out there, and had talked about how I had uh, been at Oakmont uh, as a teenager uh, the day before Johnny Miller shot his famous 63 to win the U.S. Open, and that was uh, one of my the day I fell in love with golf. So, uh, so yeah, growing up in Pennsylvania, it was convenient hour and a half east of Pittsburgh to go over and to the U.S. Open and uh, and lo and behold the 63 has come up twice this summer both when I was there at Oakmont uh, back in June just about a little over a month ago and then uh, of course last Sunday. So everybody loves Phil as we all know and I've been favorably impressed with everything about him when I saw him but Hendrick Stenson is a little little less well-known. Uh, putting was never the strong suit in his game, but he certainly putted unbelievably on Sunday. And he won the Deutsche Bank, uh, Deutsche Bank Championship up here in Boston a few years back, uh, very close to where I'm speaking to you right now. And I cover that pretty much every year. And he was terrific, just a gracious winner. I was very impressed with him in the press conference and whatnot. 
So uh, I've been a bit of a fan of Henrik Stenson. And I'm also a bit of a fan of, uh, of you know, seeing players who have been nibbling at the edges of winning a major but have not won one yet, especially if they've had uh, uh, potential good opportunities to win, which Stenson has had, uh, but we're not able to, uh, you know, to get it done, uh, to see them finally get it done. And Stenson certainly did that on uh, Sunday again. Uh, it's just incredible. I mean, Phil shot, you know, five under. And Stenson shot something that sounds like 10 under. Uh, I know he finished with the 63. So, you know, as they've been saying all week, uh, if anybody would have said Phil would shoot five under in the final round and lose by a couple of strokes, not just a stroke, a couple of strokes, uh, nobody would have believed it. So, again, you know, the fact it's on a Sunday morning, uh, you know, obviously it's spilled into the afternoon East Coast time. Finished up around 2 p.m., as I, if I recall, and uh, just can't imagine a better way to spend a, a Sunday morning than watching that type of a, a duel in the British Open. It was just spectacular. And speaking of golf, uh, we got the PGA uh, coming up next weekend, uh, next week, six days from now, starting down in New Jersey at Baldessrall, a storied golf course. Uh, I will be down there covering it, and uh, really can't wait. It's an exciting summer to get to go to two majors in uh, literally six weeks apart. Uh, That doesn't happen every day. And uh, so, yeah, so the Northeast is uh, the place to be for golf this year uh, on this side of the pond. Uh, They're looking at some seriously hot weather, high 90s, uh, at least in the early part of the week into midweek. In New Jersey next week, so uh, uh, I'll call that good golfing weather. So my low light of the week is breaking news came across today. Uh, it appears Le'Veon Bell from the Steelers uh, may be facing a four-game suspension for apparently missing a drug test. And Interesting in that he may be the best all-purpose back in the NFL. We all know that. That's as in running and catching. Um, he was injured last year, uh, really hurt them. A lot of people were picking them to go and, in fact, win the Super Bowl this year. Um, next to Ben, he's clearly the most important player on that team. Uh, let's not forget that they've already lost uh, uniquely talented wide receiver Martavius Bryant for the whole year. Uh, due to, I believe, a drug suspension. Um, so to now have Brian out for the year and now uh, suddenly looking at the potential loss of Le'Veon Bell uh, puts them behind the eight ball to start the season. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Something we can relate to up in New England with Brady out for the first four games. So uh, two of the top AFC contenders for the Super Bowl uh, you know, are both going to be starting the season uh, behind the eight ball and how they come out of September is going to be uh, uh, fascinating to watch. Uh, you know, it's almost like, uh, uh, to use an Olympic term with the Olympics coming up here in another, what, two weeks from today, I believe. Um, it turns into like a degree of difficulty, i.e. what's the record when, uh, you know, when their stars come back 
and is it good enough for them to still be in the hunt uh, to make to potentially make the playoffs? And as we all know, with Steelers and the Patriots pedigree, um, it could definitely uh, it could definitely you know make for even a more interesting fall. Again, degree of difficulty. It's uh, you know, can they overcome this and still make a playoff, if not a Super Bowl run? So, going to be interesting. Another low light, sticking with the NFL. A couple things really. JJ uh, Watt had back surgery. Um, not a good thing. Uh, they say he'll be back at the beginning of, by the beginning of the season, but you know he is among a handful of signature players in the NFL. We've already lost one going into this year with the Peyton Manning retiring. And backs are tricky, as we all know. You just simply never know, uh, you know, what's going to happen when it comes to back surgery. I don't think there can be any, any much more of a scarier injury in the game of football than a back injury, especially with uh, with a defensive lineman uh, with Watts' talent. They're scheduled to come to Gillette uh, on a Thursday night, September 22nd, the Houston Texans. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if... J.J. Watt will be there chasing uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and then on a sad bit, bit of news, to, again, sticking with the NFL, Dennis Green, former coach of the Vikings, uh, died. Again, breaking news this morning and really, really sad. Very young, 67. And he, of course, uh, is known for one of the all-time rants in the history of sports. Uh, as in uh, the Bears are who we thought they were, <laughs> need I say more? And uh, so that's sad, just sad, and very surprising and shocking. Uh, so yeah, busy busy morning in the NFL. Um, my bizarre story of the week is the NBA moving the All-Star game out of Charlotte. Uh, this is no small matter when you consider the impact is apparently $100 million the economic impact on the city that hosts the All-Star Game. And uh, again, you know, this is not something that happens every day. Uh, and it just serves notice statewide, nationwide, that laws and such uh, can indeed have quite an impact. Um, so we shall see how this all pans out. It's definitive. It sounds, that's it. Looking at a couple cities, I'm hearing New York, Chicago uh, are being considered to host this year's All-Star Game, and they're thinking about having it, uh, holding 2019 aside for Charlotte if uh, if they like what they see uh, happening down there on, on this legal front. Um, so now, let's take our break. Next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. So don't go anywhere. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise... 
you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests. And on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, good, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, as always, for calling in. And uh, as I closed the previous segment, I was talking about the NBA's decision to not host the All-Star Game in Charlotte due to the what's known as the bathroom law. Um, but that's pretty big news. You know, I was thinking about, you know, the last time I remember hearing something along these lines and I, and I have to go back a few years to what I, I think the, maybe the NFL moved the Super Bowl or considered moving the Super Bowl out of Arizona due to a new law back. We're going back probably eight, 10 years ago. I don't know. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think, yeah, that was the, the Martin Luther King holiday, was right. that correct, John? That, yeah, I mean, that's the last thing I can remember. Right, okay. And, and, and then, you know, going way, way back into the AFL history, I mean, they were supposed to have a all-star game, and they had to move that, you know, uh, from New Orleans, I think, at one time, so, or something like that. So these things do happen in professional sports, you know, they'll, and they do have an economic impact, so states and cities should take notice that they're serious when they 
uh, you know, when they, when they want to support these issues. Yes, well, it's, you know, $100 million economic impact. Uh, I know some people in Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte's not a large, large city. It's a big city, but not New York or Chicago large. So, you know, they're going to feel it more than others. And, uh, yeah, I mean, interesting decision. I mean, Adam Silver strikes me as a guy who is uh, very cognizant of, you know, social issues, to say, to say the least. So I'm not surprised. I mean, this didn't come out of nowhere. It's been brewing for two, three, four weeks. And, uh, and then they did it. You know, they, they, they pulled the plug yesterday. So uh, we'll see what happens. But, and I've actually got ESPN up here as, as we speak, as always. And notable upcoming major sporting events in North Carolina, ACC championship game, the Belk Bowl. Uh, PGA, I believe, next year. I mentioned the PGA. I'm going to be down in New Jersey next week covering the PGA golf tournament. Uh, lucky me, my second major of the summer, and uh, uh, lucky lucky for us that they're in the Northeast this year, it seems. And uh, But anyway, that aside. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's a big-time decision. It really is. Uh so we'll, we'll just see where it all pans out. But uh, I'm hearing New York, Chicago, and I think I heard one other city, but I'm not sure. that. I, I think I heard New Orleans, Sean. New Orleans. That's exactly right. Very good, AP. You, you would know that, that being down south. <laughs> you can't yeah. go wrong with any of those choices. And I will say this. I do like what I'm hearing that, uh, you know, the NBA for the moment is holding 2019 aside for Charlotte for the – for the All-Star game that year, if indeed there are changes between now and then. So I, I thought that was like just a bit of a compromise, shall we say. Yeah, I mean, they're giving them the opportunity to make the changes and uh, plenty of time to plan the event uh, two and a half years from now. So I think that is an excellent compromise. And, and the NBA, they're, they're concerned about all these issues that exclude people. Because they want to include everyone. It's in their best interest. It's, um, I think it's the right thing to do. And, you know, good for the NBA. Yes, yes. Uh, well, again, you know, Adam Silver, he is, uh, you know, when you think that he started his tenure with the Donald Sterling affair. Um, right. I mean, that was literally day one. And here we are. Uh, you know, I, I give him credit. He, he is not scared to, you know. To take a stand, so you know whether you agree or don't agree, uh, he's you know he's showing himself to be a strong commissioner, uh, you know when it comes to these types of issues. So you know, good for him, and uh, that's not the only you know social issue swirling about in the world of basketball, as the WNBA, owned by the NBA, uh, has also had its own social issues, right? Yeah, the the WNBA they've. They've taken notice of some of the things that have happened across this country, specifically the, uh, the police shootings of uh, African Americans and uh, Black Lives Matter. So they came out wearing some T-shirts before their, their games uh, during their warm-ups with different sayings on them, supporting the the uh, the movement. And uh, I guess the WNBA they weren't too happy, and they're they're wanting them, you know, not to make this protest, but. 
they, they um, were not taking any basketball questions, I guess, and just talking about the issue. They wanted to talk about the issue. And, of course, some people right away, they make the, uh, you know, leap and leap that because, therefore, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement that they're against the police policemen. But that's not true because some of the players in, in the league actually have family members in law enforcement and in the military. So they're, they're not mutually exclusive uh you know, movements. You can you can be for the police, and you can be for uh, you know upholding the law, and not you know illegally, you know having bad shoots at at a, at a uh, police scene. Uh, you know, some people, some people can't seem to grasp that concept. If you can be for both, you're not against either. You're you're for good people on both sides. Exactly right. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, this first kind of got the attention of a lot of people when I believe it was uh, some Minnesota police officers uh, left the Lynx, Minnesota Lynx arena prior to a game when they saw these t-shirts being worn uh, just a few weeks ago. So just like the Charlotte thing, it's been brewing for a couple of weeks and uh, you, you know now people are uh, uh, lining up, taking some stands on both sides. So it's, uh, yeah, it, tense times, shall we say, especially when it comes to the world of basketball. Yeah, yeah, and, there, and there's issues on both sides, John. I mean, I don't know why people don't understand that when you're trying to make things better, you, you can't always be the cheerleader. Uh, you, you have to look something in the eye that's not right and call it what it is. You know, it, it's a bad situation. You know, you, you, there's some fabulous police officers. It's a very difficult job. There's no question. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't want to do it. I don't know if you would, but I think it, 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 it's it's extremely uh, pressurized and difficult for the families. And and uh, but there's been some things that happening across this country that have have caused families to you know really hurt, be in pain, and you know lose loved ones. And it's been through the through the uh, shootings by the by the police. But yet yet again, um, you know the police are trying to corral all the all the uh, crime in this country which is you know it's quite a bit and you're know, trying to keep the public safe so i understand that as well but you know you have to face up to some of the issues that you have and try to resolve them make it better for the, for all the all the people um you know involved oh absolutely well when i started out as a young reporter right out of college uh i covered police and fire so uh, i have a pretty good insight into uh the, the life of a policeman and, for that matter, fireman, and uh, a tough job, to, to put it mildly. So, uh, yep, these are, uh, again, uh, highly unusual times in many ways that, you know, you talk issues and, you know, I, I was a child of the 60s and, uh, yeah, a, a lot of what's going on today reminds me of, you know, things going on in the 60s and, you know, with the recent death of Muhammad Ali, who obviously took stands against the issues of the day back then, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing it again. And, and if, you know, it, it, may not, it may be a little more than a coincidence. Uh, and, oh, by the way, you know, we the beginning of the ESPYs when uh, LeBron, Carmelo, D. Wade, and Chris Paul spoke at the beginning, about uh, more activism on the part of athletes. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on right now. I mean, this is suddenly plunged into the consciousness during these again 
highly unusual times and uh and you know uh I think the shadow of Muhammad Ali and the stands he took is, you know, is kind of hanging over the situation a little bit. I think just his death uh, recently, you know, just a couple, very recently, just brought back his activism into the consciousness. And that combined again with what's happening these days, uh, you know, is partly due, partly creating the situation. Yeah, John, I think that's uh, hung over everybody since his death, that here's a person who made a stand, and he went on to become the most famous uh, name in the world, maybe, Muhammad Ali. Oh. He's, you know, he's known all over every country. And, you know, that, that's saying something for, for a boxer from America, to be known in almost every country, if not every country. Oh, absolutely. No, I remember that so vividly growing up that, you know, that was just common knowledge. Muhammad Ali was the most famous person in the world. Period. Right. Maybe the maybe the only person in the world truly recognized in every corner of the world. And, you know, in the big picture, that may be you know my final you know big picture view of him. Like the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Muhammad Ali might very well just be that he was the most famous person in the world when I was growing up. Period. Um, you know, the rest is just details after you say that statement, right? Right, yeah, I mean, international <laughs> star. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, young guy from Louisville, Kentucky, you know, in the 1960 Olympic team, and and here he goes on to become the most famous person in the world. Uh, I mean, that, and that's a sport where you're not even playing on a weekly basis, John, right? So you're only known every couple of months when you fight or every year, let's say, once a year, twice a year, something like that, so it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, when you think of some of his most famous fights, Zaire, Africa, Manila. I mean, <laughs> these are places that he was obviously known. And, you know, not many American sports figures would be known there, period. No, no. And, and John, you know, we lived the last, let's say, oh, I don't know, you know, let's say the Michael Jordan era. I mean, you didn't hear very many athletes come forward to speak about issues that are... Uh, confronting America, it, it wasn't very common because they were more, uh, it seemed, seemed like they were more interested in the commercials. It just seemed there. I mean, I can't think of somebody in the Michael Jordan era you could say that spoke up for social issues. I, I just can't think of someone off the top of my head. That, you know, I mean, no one equaled Michael Jordan in popularity, but I'm just trying to think of somebody even in the conversation that you could say uh, spoke about all the, the issues confronting America or the world. Correct, and that kind of brings us back full circle to what I said earlier in the segment, which was, you know, some of what I'm seeing now or just the, the, the tension of the times reminds me of the tension going on in the, in the 60s. And, uh, you know, at that point in time, it was like the social issues were so big, they demanded attention, even of athletes. And I think we're kind of in a very similar spot right now. The issues are so big, they demand the attention of everybody, including athletes. Right, and, and I, you, could, you could foresee, John, down the road, I mean, football, basketball, baseball, all the sports getting together like they did at that one uh, session when they had, you know, Lou Elsinger at the time, Bill Russell, Jim Brown, Bobby Mitchell, uh, some other, you know, Muhammad Ali, they all got together to protest about certain things that were happening. 
uh, you could see that happening down the road, you know, I, I think. Yes, and good point. And that allows me to close on something about that very meeting in that uh, when I first started writing for player engagement about three and a half years ago, one of my very first interviews was with John Wooten, played oh, for the yeah. Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, and he was at that meeting. So I've been yeah. seeing that famous picture. He's right there. And I've been loving it because he's really one of the nicest gentlemen I've ever interviewed. He just And he's a legend in his own right, that's for sure. I recall, his, I recall him being in that photo. I sure do. Yes, well, he was instrumental in, uh, you know, what were the very, very beginning roots of NFL player engagement, which is basically, you know, the league working with the players to help them be as successful as possible during and after their playing career. So John Wooten was an original in starting to establish various programs, education programs, uh, you know, to get players thinking about, you know, their next career and and also be educating them during their career to help them to, to be better players. So, yeah, just, uh, again, really a uh, uh, very, very well-known guy. And, again, he was at that meeting, uh, one of the, you know, one of the most famous pictures in American sports history, without a doubt. Yeah, it sure is. I'll, I'll never forget that group that uh, was assembled, and they, they took a stand. Uh, exactly, exactly. Truly unforgettable, and, you know, uh, obviously we, that, that picture was everywhere around the time of Muhammad Ali's death and funeral just, uh, just a number of weeks ago. Well, AP, hard to believe we've had uh, finished this segment. Uh, good conversation. It's nice to have an opportunity to talk about, you know, these social issues for you and I. Uh, again, uh, they demand attention, what's happening in the world right now, period. So it's nice to have the opportunity to discuss them with you. And uh, but still more sports to get to, more more traditional sports, shall we say? And we will do that on the other side of this break. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at Voice America TRN or twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. 
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., that was a good segment previously, talking about uh, the issues of the day and athletes taking stands. Uh, we haven't had an opportunity to, to get to that topic uh, yet, so I'm glad we did. That, that was uh, good food for thought, shall we say. Yes, I think it's been on everyone's mind these last few months, and it'll continue to be on everyone's mind in the, in the coming months. No question, no question. Well, there is still lots of other sports news. Uh, college football, uh, one of our favorite topics is it feels like it's here. You, of course, covered SEC Media Days, Media Week, not Day, uh, <laughs> last week. And, uh, you know, 1,200 media in attendance. Enough said right there. And, uh, and you know, the big news this week, really, a, a couple of things. But, you know, the one that jumps out at me is, of course, uh, the Big 12 expansion news. Or I guess they got the green light. And... Uh, uh, it's interesting to me because it appears that potential targets of the Big 12 expanding could be American Athletic Conference teams. I and you have, of course, covered the AAC uh, for the past number of years, really since its inception, and before that it was the Big East. Uh, and, you know, they're having their football media day a week from Monday. I will be there in Newport, Rhode Island in attendance. And, uh, uh, I, again, uh, lots of, lots of interesting stuff to talk about. The schools I'm hearing are, you know, Memphis, Tulane, Cincinnati, uh, Houston, last year's champion, one of the top ranked teams in the country. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, pretty fascinating to see what's happening there. No surprise. I mean, we've all gotten used to realignment. Uh, but, you know, first things first, the Big 12 has to expand, period. They don't have a championship game, so that they just have to, you know, get in, get, expand so they can have a championship game to make them more relevant. Uh, and more important now than ever, because, you know, Baylor with their problems, so, you know, Baylor was, of course, a team that was, almost invited to the final four college football playoff. Uh, don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon. <laughs> no, I, but, I sure don't. <laughs> obviously not, but, uh, but the Big 12 needs to get in the mix of teams, you know, of conferences with the shot, a reasonable shot to make the college football playoff. And that begins with a championship game and expansion. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, John, you know, the Big 12, they're, they're trying to be proactive, I guess, because there's other things happening around them. The ACC is going to have their own network, uh, I guess, owned by ESPN, but 
So the Big 12, they're going to bring back that championship game, I guess it's starting in 2017. Uh, but they're looking to expand, and there's a lot of politics being played. You know, University of Houston and Texas, uh, you know, those are two of the names that are, you know, getting involved in this situation with the Big 12. So I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, you have exit fees to consider if you're, you're leaving a con- conference, but most of the time the schools just gladly pay the exit fee because the money in, in the other conference is so great. You, you can't, you know, deny your institution. So it's really always all about the money. It's never been anything but, but about the money when you're you're trying to keep up with with the Joneses. So... Uh, you look, you know, you look to the uh, Big Twelve. They're, they're definitely going to expand. Just a question of how many are you going to go to? You know, you're going to go to the twelve. Are you going to go to fourteen? What are you going to do? And it will be Houston and a number of teams from Texas. Will they bring in a, a school like Cincinnati? I mean, what, what's going to happen? Yeah, well, I, and again, I was hearing a lot about Memphis, right, uh, which Memphis. is you know geographically closer uh, yeah. to Lane, of course. But Memphis is one of the original ones that I heard. Yeah, yeah, Memphis, Tulane, there's a couple of close, you know, regionally next door, so those might be good choices as well. But uh, something's going to happen. It's not going to stay the same. The uh, the status quo is not going to happen here. It's not going to stay the same in the next couple of years. So the the, uh, American Athletic Conference, I don't know, uh, they're just going to have to try, try to do the best they can to keep the teams in the league. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, you know, you and I are big fans of the AAC in general, Mike, that's Commissioner Mike Oresco in particular, and you know Chuck Sullivan quite well, who handles their media and public relations. They've treated us both wonderfully through the years. I'll sure, speak yeah. for myself, you know. And, you know, so I'm saddened by this. I mean, you know, it's just a couple of years ago I was covering West Virginia there, a team that I used to cover back in the day, and, you know, they were the ones that, in Newport at, you know, AAC and or Big East Media Day, and now suddenly, you know, they're in the Big 12. I mean, the ironies here are just, you know, incredible, and, but, you know, we're, so, so it, it was, a, although, I, you know, realignment has changed. I, I'm a big believer, as you know, change is good, so for us, you know, it was a great opportunity to suddenly, you know, be dealing with, uh, you know, schools like Memphis and Tulane and Cincinnati and SMU and Houston. And suddenly you and I are right there in Newport with the opportunity to interview these people that typically we wouldn't have been interviewing and uh, coaches, players. I mean, it's quite a show, like all these football media days are. And the AAC does a good one. What I've always laughed at, you know, is... They hold the, the fabulous clam bake the night before on Newport Harbor. And for many people, many of the players, if not even the coaches, it's the first time they've ever seen the ocean, let, right. alone, let, let alone be at a clam bake. Right, right. They're landlocked yeah. schools, correct. Yeah, that, I know yeah. the view is, is uh, gorgeous. It's spectacular, right. It's not just first look at the ocean. It's one of the best looks in America, if not the world, of the ocean. There's... Newport Harbor is a special, special place and a special view. So, again, there's just always been a lot of fun, different stuff. Tulsa, I mean, I specifically remember Tulsa, you know, their players, I believe, not having ever seen the ocean before. So, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, but let's also not forget, you know, Navy 
just joined. Just joined, correct. Yeah. Just joined the AAC, mm-hmm. so it, you know, the AAC is doing pretty good. So you know, when they get somebody like Navy to join, you know, you, you've got some pretty good things going on there. Their reach is incredible, obviously worldwide, and uh, so I, it's just going to be fascinating. I, I, you know, my impression, AP, uh, you know, is that you know, this starts yesterday, right? Like the courtship. Whatever way it's going, team to conference or conference to team, and and both, yes. it's underway immediately, right? They got the green light, right? And that's that. It's happening as we speak, I assume. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Bosley, he's got the green light to search out and seek and find out what's available, who's interested, and and come up with all the recommendations and the the uh, data and and uh, facts and figures to present to all the athletic directors and presidents. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I mean, just coincidentally, the AAC just sent out a news release this week with, you know, their new championship game logo. So it's clear they have every intention of hosting a championship game. And if I'm not mistaken, you need to have 12 teams for to host a championship game, right? Yeah, you know, John, I, 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 that was always kind of the case, but I, they might have made an exception on the, for the Big 12 to get this thing rolling for, for uh, 2017. But, oh, okay. Uh, th- yeah, that's always been the, been been the case. But I think they the NCAA gave them a little exception on that. Uh, you know, with that with that point. But another team, John, you can look at BYU. They're looking to, to join a conference, so that could be an option for the Big Twelve as well. Right. Okay. BYU. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. It's. Uh it's it's going to be crazy times. It feels like, you know, uh, we're about to get another, you know, major realignment situation occurring. You know, it went crazy for a couple of years. Now it's yeah. been a little quieter for a year or two. But it looks like we're about to, you know, have a big one because uh, the Big 12 is the last Power 5 conference clearly looking to, you know, Expand, but you know, there's gonna it's gonna create then holes to fill with other conferences, so it won't just stop with the Big Twelve. It's the the ripple effect will be gigantic. Yeah, I mean, I thought there for a while it was gonna be uh, pretty good for maybe a decade, but uh, you know, because I thought the Big Twelve they were gonna just gonna operate with that ten, but now they're feeling threatened, and so they they're gonna react. You know, they're not gonna take it sitting down. No question. No, no way. Like I said, there's, there's a lot to like about the AAC. Uh, and, you know, it goes beyond football, too. Let's not forget, you know, one of the charter members is, of course, UConn. Uh, you know, a, a mere two years ago, they won both the college football, basketball, men's and women's national championship in the same year for the second time. Uh, no other school, I don't believe, can claim that, so... Uh, you know, they've got, again, just, uh, they got some special teams, special things going on there as well. So they go beyond football. So it's going to be fascinating to watch. And I got the feeling it's going to make for a very fascinating couple of days in Newport, 10 days from now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the Houston people are going to be uh, deluged with questions about, how long they're going to be in that conference? Because I know that there's a lot of politics in the state of Texas when they when they um, 
you know, the, their name comes up and the University of Texas, I mean, they've, they've got to give the go-ahead and, and, you know, the governor's involved and, you know, a lot of powerful people making these decisions. But, yeah, that, that championship game, John, what they did, the NCAA gave them that uh, power to, to play a championship game, even though they have less than 12 teams, as long as you play a round-robin, which they do. Which okay. They do. Yeah. All right. Um, and that was just yeah. passed in January. Passed in January, John, actually. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah, again, always, never, never, never a dull moment, right? It's, it's no. always evolving. No, no. And then, like I say, passed in January, and they're bringing that thing back next year, 2017. So it's mo- it moved fast. Right, right. Well, things do move fast these days in the world of college football. And speaking of moving fast, the clock is moving fast and hard to believe. We're at our final break. So why don't we take that now and still a few more items to get to on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started, my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing and sticking with my uh, interest in European sports this time of year from Wimbledon to the British Open. Uh, But this Sunday, it's the final leg of the Tour de France down the Champs-Élysées in Paris on Sunday. I had the pleasure of being in the Champs-Élysées Two summers ago, literally, practically to this day, Bastille Day, ironically. Um, easily the most beautiful street in the world, period, end of story, for me. And 
I cannot wait to watch again on Sunday as they roll into Paris, roll through the streets of Paris, and end, of course, at the Arc de Triomphe, which is uh, a setting unlike any other. So <laughs> that'll be great. And then after that, again next week, I'll be down in New Jersey at Baldusraw for the PGA Championship, the fourth major. It's a bit of a weird year, AP, because everything's moved up because of the Olympics. And, of course, golf being an Olympic sport. So, you know, the PGA is usually mid to late August, as we all know. Um, British Open's often later. So that was moved up. So, yeah, the, having the PGA, you know, in the last week of July is highly unusual. And, uh, I, I'll, in fact, I'll go as, since golf's just being introduced, reintroduced to the Olympics, I, I'm going to say it's a first. But it's going to be fun. Oh, oh yeah, it should be it should be a great time, John. That weather be pretty hot, I'd imagine next uh, at that that event. I, I can imagine. AP, I saw ninety nine degrees. In, oh my goodness! In New Jersey, about an hour outside of New York City, for I believe Tuesday. Of course, it's important to understand that you know, with all these golf tournaments, especially a major, you know, these things get going full blast on Tuesday. I mean, the competitive rounds obviously start on Thursday, but you know. There's a lot going on, little on Monday, but Tuesday and Wednesday, be it pro-ams, whatever, it's jumping. Uh, and in many ways, I can't stress this enough, you know, those days can actually in certain ways be even more fun than the actual competition days in that, you know, the players are more available, you can take pictures, everybody's looser, yeah. uh, you know, so... Uh, there's a lot more to a golf tournament than the four days of competitive golf, that's for sure, especially a major. So, uh, And Baldessaral is is legendary uh, track. So, yeah, it's going to be neat. Uh, it really is. And uh, so, yeah, especially with what's going on with the Olympics, you know, a lot of the top golfers, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the top four golfers in the world are not going. Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, and Dustin Johnson, am I correct about that? All four have said they're not going. I think. Yeah, I, 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 that sounds about right. And, and uh, I don't think people are happy. But with this that virus, I mean, that, that's a, that's pretty scary, though, John. That I think that's a pretty scary thing. That virus. Yes, and switching topics. You know, again, I'm looking at ESPN. I'm just seeing top five teams by some Vegas casino. Mm-hmm to win the national championship and they put Michigan number one at seven to one. That shocks me. I had no idea that Michigan was being considered the favorite to win the national championship. That's the first I've seen that. Like, wow. Yeah. I I knew the, the, they were going to make some improvements, but I didn't realize that they were one of the top five, you know, to, to compete for the national championship. But yeah, I didn't even get it. They took it off the screen. Whoever it was was second was 12 to one. So, I just saw Michigan, the favorite to win the national championship, seven to one odds, according to someone out in Vegas. Uh, by the way, did you see the uh, the Jim Harbaugh video with the the rap video? No, no, I haven't seen that, John. I uh, haven't seen it. We talk a lot about <laughs> Jim Harbaugh and Michigan and the yeah. you know, satellite camps and Bradenton and all that. Uh, <laughs> if I were you, uh, you, you want to see this? You'll yeah. love it. It's classic Jim Harbaugh. It's fun. If you see this, if you're if you're a high school kid, you watch this video. Yet another reason to want to go to Michigan. Period. He he is a 
fascinating guy who's really doing different things, and, and this video is uh, one to add to the long list of things that Jim Harbaugh's doing. I, I love it. Yeah, he's I, I, he's a character. I, I enjoy him. He's he's different. He brings something unique to the game. But you know, you know, John, looking at their schedule, they they got some pretty tough road games. I mean, uh, they play at Michigan State and at Ohio State at Iowa. That's, that's three tough tough road games right there. Conference road games to boot. Right, right. And yeah. and and seismic rivalries across yeah. the board. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not going to be an easy road for them. Uh, they, they make it to the East Coast down there at, at Rutgers. At, at Rutgers, Rutgers, okay. Yeah, that'll be an interesting game. It'll be in the New York market. Well, you and I had the pleasure of covering, speaking of the American Athletic Conference, we covered Michigan when they came to UConn a couple of years ago. And, you know, what can you say? It's like Kentucky coming in basketball. It's, it's bigger. I mean, you know, they're the... Winningest team in the history of college football, period. And right. when, when Michigan comes to town, especially Connecticut, it's a huge event, and Connecticut gave them all they could handle. That, that was a special day, and it was a night game, national TV. Uh, that was big-time college football at the highest degree. You know, it felt like one of the biggest games in New England since the Doug Flutie era. That's what it felt like to me that day. Yeah, I think it was, John, actually. That's the biggest name, I think, to... To visit their their stadium uh, so far, I believe. Correct. It reminded me of when Alabama came and faced uh, uh, BC and Flutie at the old uh, old Foxborough Stadium. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, and <laughs> and you know, and then Penn State used to come up regularly uh, against mm-hmm. BC. So yeah. Good stuff. Notre Dame, of course, has come into town. Well, yeah, that's in a, that was last year. Of course, they played at Fenway Park. So, yeah, uh, you and I, you know, we love college football. So anytime big-time college football arrives in New England, it's it's a lot of fun, to say the least. We're, we're starved up here for it. Oh, yeah, and it's a big, big event. People don't like to miss those games. No way. No way. No, that, that Connecticut. Rensselaer Field in East Hartford, Connecticut, was certainly jumping. And AP, hard to believe. Uh, we all that we're already at our end of the show. But I want to thank you so much for all your perspective, as always. And uh, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. Hey, John, it's my pleasure, and look look forward to next week, and, and have a good week. You too, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.